All right, welcome everybody to Wide Right Natty Locks, week 11 of the college football season. End of the season rapidly approaching. Matt, let's start with the way that we do every single episode of the show. Talk about how we did last weekend. And I'm, I'm going to extend this into Monday because college basketball season started as well. And I want to know, are you a regular college basketball better as well? Kuni, uh, it went okay. Um, didn't didn't have any big wins. Um, didn't really get to watch all that much football with it being a night game, which is kind of sad. I always like to try to watch as much as I can. Um, we talked about earlier, should have bet more in Oklahoma State in Bedlam. Um, I do have Kuni like an all-time – it's not really even a bad beat. It's a how did they know. Had a lot of – had uh, Rutgers plus 19. That they lost by exactly 19. I don't know how Vegas can get it right on on a key number like 10 or 13. I understand, but on 19, get out of here. Um, on a fun note, with my friends Corey and Derek, we put together little three-way parlays. The odds have to be around plus 500. We do that every weekend. Uh, I think we finally hit one for the first time this week. So big up, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, we put it- like we put like a dollar or two on them every time, but. Uh, yeah, we've been atrocious all year. Shame on you for not telling me what the parlay was. So you could ride it with us? Yeah, I I would be willing to ride. I'm always looking for winners. So um, I actually had a good weekend. I had uh, Kansas State to cover. Barely happened. Oklahoma State won outright. Uh, I had Missouri to keep it close against Georgia. That was a good one. Uh, I had Alabama against LSU. A, another pretty easy cover. And then... The easiest bet I've ever made, maybe in my entire life, was the over in the USC Washington game. Uh, the, yeah, don't think, don't think twice. Just take the over. We talked about that one. They could not make the number high enough. It was seventy-seven, I think, on Friday night when I actually placed the bet, and it was never in doubt. There were like seventy points scored by halftime. Just a deliciously, deliriously stupid football game, full of points. Just, just like the Drake May Sam Hartman extravaganza last year, where the Overrun it was 73 and then nearly hit it by halftime. Just beautiful. Let's uh let's do it again this week, Matt. I, I'm feeling pretty good. We're getting towards the end of the season, which means we're starting to get some of those premier matchups that supposedly the good conferences like the SEC and the Big Ten, they, they sort of save it all for November. We'll we'll see if it actually lives up to any of the hype this weekend. Okay, that works for me. Should we go through uh, the scoreboard real quick? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Or sorry. The look at the the, the menu for this next week. Um, Keeney, um, we got to lead off with a, a fun one, an elite game to watch. It will be a viewing spectacle. Um, Rutgers at Iowa. Whew! What a game! I was a one and a half point favorite, and Keeney, I believe their last game was the lowest over under total of all time. Uh, up until this game, which is now also, uh, in fact, the lowest under over uh, total of all time. How funny you, is that? You know, we've talked probably more than we should have about Brian Ferentz and the Iowa offense. It, it's the uh, the gift that keeps on giving, though. I got to say, is a content factory. It's the jelly, though. It's the jelly of the month club. I I didn't think it was possible, but I think they really could do it. I think they could average under 200 yards a game for the entire season. And, and, and win 10 games, probably. Um, oh, they're they're winning the West. It's pretty much a guarantee. I mean, 
how do you not take Iowa here as a favorite? This is kind of one of those, what do they know spots? Because Rutgers, yeah, they're fine, but really they're only a, only a one point underdog in Kinnick. I mean, yeah, obviously See, I'm taking, Henry- I'm, I'm taking Rutgers here. Um, good defense, um, really good running back quarterbacks. Fine. Um, they, they're usually pretty sound on special teams. They're kind of Spider-Man meme of Iowa. They just have a better running back. Their defense maybe isn't quite as good, but, um, I actually think you could run on Iowa. Okay. I think throwing it all over them can be difficult. So, um, give me Rutgers here. I'll probably take the money line. I'll take Iowa. I I think you're forgetting the one thing that happens at every single Iowa game, which is just the hex that's put on that field that causes, I don't know, the opposing team to fumble or have like a 20 yard punt or, you know, throw just like a backbreaking pick six at the worst possible time. An interception that like gets drawn by a magnet right into a defender's hands. Yeah. How many times have we seen it? So I, I thought you were, I thought you were going to talk about the, you know, the one thing that happens there every Sunday, which is Deacon Hill looking like a water heater. <laughs> the Every picture of Deacon Hill that I see, like every still picture makes me laugh every single time. We need a nickname for him. Good. He's like, they called Jared Lorenzen the hefty lefty. We need a, like a right-handed equivalent nickname for Deacon Hill. Bunker Hill. Deacon um, Mountain. I don't know. Mountain Deacon. We'll, we'll figure uh, it out. We'll workshop we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. Okay. Sticking in the Big Ten, Michigan goes to Penn State in a big matchup. Michigan is a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. So, Matt, what do we know about James Franklin and Penn State? Late games, James Franklin. Big game, James Franklin. Fade him in big games because they never win them. Exactly. Michigan. I think Michigan still has an action grind, and they're going to – Harbaugh, Harbaugh – Loves to cover spreads. So I'm going to go ahead and take Michigan here, and I think they win this by like 14. Yeah, unless Blake Corum and get suspended over his supposed business that him and Kevin Sawlings have together in some form of shady LLC arrangement, I feel like Michigan wins this game easily. Um, Penn State, sorry. You just don't got it in big games. Can't do it. Okay, we're in agreement there. All right. Keeney, this one's maybe not on the top of people's radar, but I think is a great game, and there's maybe some value. Bama on the road at Kentucky. They are a ten and a half point road favorite. This seems like a spot to take Kentucky because people are now hy- gassing up Jade Milrow again because um, Alabama beat. Which, by the way, Keeney, what did LSU do to deserve that rating? Like, who's the good win there for LSU? Um, Another, they beat an, another SEC team who's maybe not even all that good. Kentucky can be a tough place to play. They, I think they can lose that game by seven. Yeah, only. I already four. know where you're going. You're going to say you don't get rich betting against Nick State. You know me. You know me so well. We've been talking about gambling all year. Yeah, uh, you can go ahead and take Kentucky all you want. I, I'm going to ride with Bama. And I think Kentucky might score like three points in this game. It's very. That's very possible. So I don't disagree. I'm just hoping good, for a good underspot. I'd say too. So yes, so Mark Stoops home cooking chaos for Kentucky. I would agree with the under there. Um, Keeney, I forgot to ask under in Rutgers and Iowa. Do you keep betting the under until they prove you different? I mean, last week, Keeney here. I've seen a bunch of stats where it was like the seventh highest game in Wrigley. There were six baseball games higher scoring. You could have set the under. 10 point the under was the lowest it had ever been in the history of college football, and you could have set it 10 points lower. 
That's the thing. They're not even getting close on these totals. Nope. So nope. yeah, you take the under because the final score of this game is going to be like seven to six. This one screams like nine to six. Yep. Um, what if Vegas came out and did put it appropriately? Kenny just set it at twenty. How funny would that be? I mean, I mean, these even fans, if they did, these fans, these fans are just signing themselves up, Kenny, to just go and cheer their little hearts out to watch their team win six to three, and against, put against total, Rutgers. Even if they put the total at twenty, would you feel comfortable having an over ticket? At the start of the game, yes, but by midway through the second quarter, no, I'd feel terrible. Like you need each team to score ten points, and I don't think it can happen. I couldn't agree more. Um, that's gosh, it's so. I wish I could have watched that game on Peacock. I'm glad nobody had to, though. No one was subjected to it. Um, fun game, Keeney. I'm gonna just call this a pick. Uh, Tennessee at Missouri, top twenty matchup. Should be a lot of points. It's a pick. I like the home team. I take Missouri here. I'm gonna disagree with you here. I'm gonna take Tennessee, and I don't like either of these teams. No, but again, Keeney. Both those teams have been going over. That screams over. Um, I don't even know what it is. I don't think it really matters. Uh, last game is should be interesting. Uh, Clash of Styles. Utah goes to Spokane to take on Washington. Washington's a right around ten point home favorite. I think Utah's kind. Of, yeah, I think Utah's kind of due for one of these. Their offense is bad, and Washington but... is great at home. But I think I got to take Utah here. I just okay. Something tells me Utah. I don't know. I don't know why. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Washington because they're usually really good at home. Keeney, let's pick out a couple other games of note. If you have any one that I think has stood out to a lot of podcasts I've listened to, Oklahoma State being only a two and a half point favorite at UCF. Now UCF is feisty. Um, Wow, ESPN's FBI actually has UCF with a higher percent chance to win the game. Do you believe that, Kenny? I don't. I think the pathway is clear. And uh, again, I could be completely wrong about this, but I think the pathway is clear for Oklahoma State. Like they have three winnable games. I don't think Gundy is going to let them look past anything because if they win these three games, they're going to Dallas. So, right. I would see kind of fighting for a bowl game. And yeah, I. I don't. I don't see it. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, anything else on the schedule? The schedule, as I say. Um, I had Kitty Friday night. Wyoming, UNLV. UNLV's got a legit shot to go to the uh, conference title game. Uh, Wyoming is a six-point road underdog. Wyoming is one of my teams. Uh, they covered against Colorado State on Friday night. I had it so. I, I, love I feel it. like I'm just compelled to take Wyoming there because I'd feel wrong if I didn't. Um, what about Kansas at home only being a three and a half point favorite against Texas Tech? That seems way too low. That's a rat line. That one screams, what do they know? Yeah, what what are we missing here, right? That's so, bonkers territory. I, Texas Tech has been playing a little bit better. Not that much better. I don't like Texas Tech, but... Why is Kansas only favored by three and a half? Yeah, I think he they, got they it. have been beating. They have their wins. They have been beating like Baylor, Houston, TCU. So in reality, they're probably a fairly similar team to Iowa State. Um, so why is that line so low? Don't know. Yeah, rat, um, rat, rat line. I've also got Nebraska 
as a two and a half point underdog at home against Maryland. Yeah, their defense is terrific, and Talia struggles with good defenses. Big time. Two teams kind of spiraling, but Nebby, I mean, they need one more win to be bowl eligible, and I think this is a pretty good chance for them to get it. I I would agree. Clemson, Georgia Tech key. Clemson, 14.5-point home favorite. Um, Georgia Tech's been playing some good football. That could be a cover situation for Georgia Tech. Yeah, I like most likely, Clem- most likely Clemson wins, and there's a chance they blow them out. But, uh, Kenny, Georgia Tech, the last four, one against Miami, a road loss to Boston College, home win against North Carolina, and just drubbed Virginia on the road, 45-17. They're playing some good football. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Georgia Tech there. I know Clemson beat Notre Dame. I don't know how good Notre Dame is, so... I'm still kind of in the uh, yes. Clemson shouldn't be a big favorite against anybody camp. I'm I'm totally good with that take. I I, I thought you'd you'd land on the same side as me there. Um, boy, that, right, got, game. that was a weird one. Sorry, what do you have for games? I've got two more that we can finish up with. So yep. USC Oregon. Any reason not to take the over of 73 and a half? No, because USD will probably still get theirs, but they sure as heck aren't going to stop Bo Nix. Oregon can score 55 themselves. Again, okay. situation of them not setting it high enough. So let's put that in the parlay. I like that one. And then we got it. We got to talk about it. Air Force. Uh, that that is a, a a disgraceful. What is a what is what did Joe Buck say when Randy Moss faked when the Packers? A disgusting, a disgusting act. A disgusting yeah. act. That performance against Army was indeed a disgusting act. Terrible. That was an absolute terrible effort. I've never seen anything like it. Air well, Force just flying high on a roll. I mean, they're going to the they islands had, now. They had disrespect my favorite at Hawaii. Oh, is is that a revenge game? That's a thump. That's a that's going to be a whopping. That's it. Well, they're pretty used to flying, so I don't think they have any trouble with the travel going out to Hawaii. So do they do they fly themselves out to Hawaii? Does like each player take their own jet? We got all kinds of bases out there. I was gonna say we probably have the equipment for it too. So uh, let's, let's, yes, let's, let's, any listeners in the Air Force write write us and tell us. Yeah, I, I like Air Force to rebound there. So, uh, what do we like? USC and uh, Oregon over. Pick a couple more here. Um, should we throw... Man, you want to talk about a rat line. I know they lost a couple dumb ones, but Minnesota being a one-point underdog on the road at Purdue. Purdue has been atrocious. That really shows you just how bad they think Minnesota is. Oof. That is a game where no matter the circumstance, if I bet it, I'll get it wrong. That's correct. Yeah, that's just a, a coin flip and you'll still have it wrong. You need you would need to coin flip the coin flip. Like that's um, a that's a pick 'em. That's a 50-50, you know, who's going to win the game. It's like a 20% chance I get that right. So, uh I mean, I hey, think we I think we go Michigan. I think we just, I you know, agree. lay the points there. And yep. then uh, what What do you like for a third? So we got the USC over. We got Michigan. And do we just go with the winged wagon, Air Force, to hop back on the wagon and cover? I think we have to. I mean, it's on the islands. It's a late, late, late game. You'll be watching Iowa State already. So might as well uh, tack a little Air Force bet on there. Let's do it. Let's do that. I like that, Parlay. All right. Michigan, USC over. Air Force minus 19. 
That's the parlay. Those are our wide right and natty locks for the week. Matt, good luck to you out there. And uh, yeah, let's watch some college basketball and some football. Let's have a good weekend. Keeney, did you watch that James Madison Michigan State game? I caught glimpses of it. I was glued, which by the way, Baylor at the time of recording is looks like maybe going to hang on against Auburn. I was glued to that game like late March, Keeney. It was on. Uh, it was on late. It was Keeney. Is James Madison just going to dominate the college sports world? They're elite at football. Um, and that team is loaded with talent. A lot of guys who transferred out of like Bickerstaff from Boston College, you know, major programs moving down. Um, Kenny, I, I will say these early games, if it's like a, a bye game that against a, you know, someone is now playing like a Sunbelt team or someone from a lower conference that is projected to win the league. It's a great bet. The other thing, Kenny, for the first like two weeks of the season, just tell you, market inefficiency. Go to Ken Palm and go to like the last 20 teams and pretty much just blindly bet against whoever's playing them as long as that number's not minus 50. Um, I think I tracked that. If the number's that high, it might still be good for you. I think I tracked that last night, Kenny, on the bottom six teams. Let me go back in and check. And I think the only one that did not cover was. Yep, Kenny, it was uh, six bet, six teams, and the only one that did not cover was Ole Miss. They won by 10. Otherwise, Pittsburgh was 24-and-a-half favorite. They won by 48. Virginia Tech was a 20-and-a-half point favorite. They won by 45. UCLA was 29. They ended up winning by um, – was a little close. They won by 31. Washington State was 20-and-a-half. They won by 27. And PYU was a 33-point favorite. I think they won by almost 50. Yeah. Um, so again, just blindly picking against those teams. Um, so it'd be like Albion State, North Carolina A and T, Coppin State, St. Francis, Idaho, Houston Christian. Just picking. They'll figure it out eventually. But take my advice: pick against those bottom ten teams for about the first two three weeks of the season. I like it. I like it. I, I definitely laid some big big numbers with favorites to start the season. But uh, yeah, college hoops, it's back. This is like sports betting at its finest. So. Games all day, every day, football every night in action, uh, college football all weekend, NFL's on every single day of the week now. So we're here. We're having fun. Uh, good luck to all you out there. And uh, Matt, good luck to you as well. Thank you, mate.